episode 401. This is your captain speaking along with LFA Moses Marquez. Top of the fucking morning, 401, and we keeping it rocking. Sounds weird um, calling out an episode number after 400. Right? I mean, we didn't. I, there was a while where we didn't think we were going to get past 300. <laughs> we, we almost didn't. We almost didn't. But uh, what, what a week last week. 400 episodes. Celebration was great. And it was actually great to cut the 60-second podcast promo again. I haven't done I that for years. It, it, trust me, it was fun. Last, <laughs> I've, I will personally admit to re-watching uh, last week's episode at least three times. <laughs> at least three because it was it was it was fun we had a lot of fun we did um and even though we didn't have like classic guests we we saw a couple of familiar faces and heard a couple of familiar voices in a fashion so it was still a celebration um yeah. but we're now just a week away from promo series seven rise and storm which means we're also a week away from survivor series war games okay We'll get into that in just a sec. Uh, so before we begin, remember to like and sub to us on YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling. Did another good number this week. And follow us on social media at Max Wrestling UK. All with it. Um, I don't think we broke the Facebook record this week, but we, we, we came pretty close. Facebook seems to be mad consistent. Now my focus is currently on YouTube. So as long as that number keeps growing, it's a dub for me. Yeah. Uh, YouTube usually doesn't get much traffic, so to see that going up a little bit is nice. That's what hey, we're focusing hey, on. They are they are finding a new platform to come ho- to come check it out. I mean, it took them 400 episodes, but it, <laughs> hey, that's okay. Think think of the backlog. Think of the backlog they got to listen to. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, and uh, of course, classic Max Rossing is coming soon in Max Rossing Reloaded, Woo-hoo. which is basically. Old episodes, recut, reproduced, re-edited, and reloaded. Can't so, wait. Let's jump into it. This week, we're predicting full gear. Um, Tony, you, you're trying to fucking kill us, dude. Uh, 11 motherfucking matches, dog? Like, we all uh, don't do coke like you, homie. <laughs> we, I mean, like, if, if maybe I was, like, 22 and didn't have a life no more. Hey, maybe i jump on the train. I'm totally joking, but fuck, bro. Like, I get it. It's a Saturday night, but fuck. 11? 11 matches. It's going to be 5 fucking a.m. Finishing time here again. I expect it from Double or Nothing because that's like their big show. But like, this is just just one of the AEW's other four pay-per-views. We don't need 11 fucking matches. God damn. I thought 9 was a lot before last night. Then they added the other two. But Jesus, Tony. And let me see. I'm, I mean, if I can count them, let's see. This is how many matches are going to get 12 plus minutes. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. I see at least two of them should be squash seven. matches. Seven. Of, I'm thinking seven of those are going to a minimum 12 minutes. Minimum 12 minutes. Just doing all the entrances and all the hoopla. That's your that's 20 plus minutes of time right there, bud. Per match. For seven matches. Worst Do part the is math. None of these are on the buy-in either. <clears throat> oh. These are all on the main show. Dude, what is there to put on the buy-in? It, besides Lance Archer and Ricky Starks. What else is there to put on the buy-in? I mean, looking at this, I that should be our opportunity to get hammered drunk. Okay. If you really want to make like a crowd happy, 
Give us the opportunity to get drunk. Give us some drinking games during that first hour to get involved into this show. Don't give me more matches. I don't need 14, 15 matches. Honestly, I would move Jarrett and Lethal versus Sting and Darby to the buy-in. I hate to say it, but yep. I only hate to say it because I love Sting. Yeah. And Darby. That's and it. Darby. And well, Jay. But everybody but Jeff. Don't need to see a bomb burner from Jeff Jarrett. Oh. Just let this, let that be a quick tag match. And Jade and Nyla don't need a long match either. Just let Jade go in, slap her up, take a belt back, and go home. Yeah, if this thing goes more than five minutes, I'm gonna I'm gonna be questioning somebody. Tony. Tony, what are you doing? Who who in that is it cause Kenny hasn't been there? Is Kenny not talking some sense into you? Well, Kenny's back and god damn it, what the fuck are you doing? So let's kick it off with one of those two. Um Jarrett and Lethal versus Sting and Darby. Obviously, Jarrett's just been brought in um, as a wrestler slash. Uh, what is he telling? He's a producer slash wrestler, or what's what was? The, hold on, wait. What was the the terminology? He's all, I'm an actor slash whatever. No, it's the other way around. I forget what goddamn show that was from. Anyway, right off on tangents, but no, he's he's a fucking producer. But he's yeah. he's doing this thing because he's Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, exactly. The fucking I because. <laughs> because he's fucking like I don't know. It's annoying, but hopefully he gets his ass kicked. Hopefully he'll get a guitar shot back in his, you know, right in his face. I really don't see any other way that these guys fucking. There's no way Jeff Jarrett wins. Okay, yeah. if you're watching this right now, you're listening to this, you're shaking your fucking head. There's no goddamn way Jeff Jarrett wins, and if he does, hey, I don't Holy want him to, but I can totally see him winning. No. I don't, I do not, and by I, I mean the entire listening base and AEW following, we do not need a lengthy Jeff Jarrett television run of any sort in a tag team in a faction of no capacity. I only say I see him winning just to, uh, what's the word? Elevate Jay Lethal. I was going to say, piss me the fuck off. Yeah, you got it. That too. I mean, like Jay Lethal <laughs> needs much more elevation. Everybody knows who Jay Lethal is. Jay Lethal's awesome, but I mean, he Jay Lethal needs something. So if Jay, if Jay Lethal, okay, so let me reframe this. If Jay Lethal were to win, I would understand it. I would hate it. I mean, hopefully that would still mean that J- that uh, Jarrett's gone. You know, okay, hey, they're team one. Bye, see you later. You know, maybe you're in like a manager capacity at worst. Yeah, but I don't need to see him get a pin. I don't need to see him get a visual pin. Yeah, I don't need to see the rep distracted and he get a fake three count. Like, I don't I don't need to see him cover in nothing but his ass on the way out. That's all I need. No, uh, but you you just know he he's gonna pin Sting. Oh fuck why? Just why? There's no logical reason for it. Not a one. Not a one. And you can't make up one. Besides the fight to piss people off. <laughs> and, and I mean. And, and just to that, be Jared's ego. Well, yeah. But that would also just feed right into that fucking narrative going on right now. That this, you know, all the fucking E marks are, are spinning the AEW thing now because of Jared. Oh, now they're just XTNA. Motherfucker, what? Have you looked at your roster? <laughs> that's beside the point. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. It's like we don't. We don't need to add fuel to that fucking fire. No, like I, I get it, I get it, I get it. And if he was, 
fuck if he was anybody the fuck else, bro. It's, who else is hated out there that we could probably give a fucking... If that was motherfucking Marty Skrull, we could probably give that motherfucker a pass. Who, by the way, is working in AAA right now. So he's getting closer and closer and closer to coming back to the States. Get ready for it. He's going to hit... He's going to hit soon. I'm positive. I feel it. That's a tangent. But anyway, I just... I don't... There's nobody... Like, I can't even... I fucking hate Jeff Jarrett. I just don't. There's right. no logical reason for it. It just, like I said, you you could take any other hated wrestler right now, any other one, EC3. Um, who else is fucking hated? Right back. Oh, right, oh, you go. Never mind. <laughs> Add him to that list. You can't have him win shit. Um, yeah, EC3 has lost his damn mind. Fucking hey, dude. Like, what happened to that guy? But I mean, he's hated right now. Like they just, he, you could bring, you could bring in fucking asshole Aries, mm. and people would love him compared to Jeff Jarrett. I don't know about that one. Oh, fuck, I, I'll bet dollars to donuts on that motherfucker right there, boy. I'm telling you, Jeff Jarrett. You, you have a poll right now. Who would you prefer to to see every week? Austin Aries, Jeff Jarrett. And if Jeff Jarrett wins, I need to put this fucking microphone away. <laughs> It's it's funny how WWE spin WWE WWE sheep spin mm. the whole XTNA thing when when they got AJ Styles who hasn't won a pay per view match in three years. That stat made me so angry, so angry. And God, he's been Papa, on TV most weeks. How has he not Papa, won a pay per view match in three years? If Papa Age don't see that article or see that bullshit and immediately make a motherfucking change, I I, I lose some faith in him. Has to. Because, like, come on. All right, so that's one for Jay and Jeff and one for Sting and Mini Sting. Oh, my God, dude. If you shock the world, I swear to God. I, I hope I'm wrong. Let me just put that out there. I hope um, so, too, but, I God, I hate to say that I see it now. Let, let's go with the freeway for the TNT title. Wardlow <sighs> is defending against Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. It's a uh, big, sweaty men slapping meat. Try big meaty men slapping meat for damn sure. In the words of Big E, for God's sakes, um, Jesus Christ, this is going to be fun, um, because they're just going to beat on each other. It's just, just that's it. That's that, they don't need to do anything more. But I'm, I'm Joe I, was fired up last night. Yeah, he was. He that was that was good. Joe missed that. Joe that was like uh, as he played it because I had these interactions with a former manager named Paul, and I'm like, yep, that's exactly exactly how I felt. You know what I mean? Uh, Like just like that whole killer run on the main. I enjoyed this, but I I'm not gonna say that. I hate to say this. I'm going with the sneaky underdog, man. Something tells me it is time to feed Hobbs. Ooh. And if he were to beat Joe and Wardlow, again, you've got a you got a guy who let's go with Wardlow. Let me explain really fast how fast he got. He got huge for being MJF's right hand man and just being the big buff guy, and then got super over as a babyface because he finally turned on MJF. Forgot the ring was in his pocket, you know that whole thing, which was still great. I still remember. He's like, that was very well done. It was fantastic. It was extremely out of the fucking 80s. It was the best ever. But what they did is they had an opportunity to build a guy who was a rising star who had momentum behind him. And they turned around and said, boom, 
pass that momentum to this guy. Well, this guy's already up here. Wardlow's, I would not going to be to the MJF level, but Wardlow is up. He is up. He's popular. He's beloved, if you will. Joe's Joe. There's nothing we can change about Joe. I mean, he's going to be liked or loved, but he's Joe. Now's your chance to build somebody. And we've been, gra- been growing towards powerhouse hops from his feud from Ricky Starks and then. I love the idea of even if it's a short reign. I know people give me shit. People give everybody shit. Oh, short title reigns don't mean nothing. They don't mean nothing. They don't mean nothing. In an instance like this, they could, it could mean a lot. If the, if the situation works itself out, a two-month title reign will be a perfect move because you have it long enough to make an impact and then pass, pass the buck. Give it right back to Wardlow. Give it to Joe. Give it a, a fucking goddamn somebody coming back. You know what I mean? Give it to Roosh. You know, something. You know what I mean? Spread it out for fuck's sake. But I'm, and I'm probably going to end up being wrong, but I am leaning heavily towards powerhouse Hobbs. I don't remember an end to Hobbs and Ricky's feud. I remember Hobbs squashing him and then they kind of forgot about it. It's because Ricky got hurt. Yeah. That neck so, problem. Kind of tells me there's unfinished business with between those two now whether ricky comes back for him for the tnt title or cost him the tnt title i don't know but something tells me wardlow's keeping it i mean you i could absolutely see that as well the guy's on fire there's no real reason to take it off of him i love to look at it and say what can we build out of this how can you make a star because that is the idea of this company yes we are overloaded with rostered you know with 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 over with the uh, experienced talent, what do we got for young talent? We got Wardlow, we got MJF, we got this, we got that. Why don't you add a Hobbs? Why don't you add a this guy, a that guy, a that guy? Start to build your roster as you're supposed to. So, I mean, that's how I'm looking at it, but I can absolutely see Wardlow keeping it. Absolutely. I was just counting um, how many ex WWE guys are on the card. There's nine. Out of how many people are wrestling tomorrow night? That's One, it. Two. F- that's it. Three, four, five. Oh, wait. Sorry. Ten. Uh, oh, you had Billy Gunn last second. <laughs> I was like, is that what the ten is? Are you adding Billy Gunn last second? Eleven. I was adding Swerving Our Glory. So there's eleven. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, against one, two, three, four, five, uh, six, seven, eight, nine. 10, yeah, Jay Lee will never again, WWE, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. 20 non-WWE guys. So suck it. Um, All right, so one for Wardlow, one for Hobbs. Interesting. I'm loving this dynamic already. Split from the beginning. Um. Well, let's stay on that topic then, because Ricky's up, obviously up against Lance on Rampage tomorrow. Winner faces Ethan Page uh, in the tournament final for the world title match at Winter is Coming. Hmm. Um, now we we talked about last week how it's kind of irrelevant because whoever it is is going to be against MJF, and mm-hmm. they're not winning. No, that that's the spoiler for who we're predicting for the main event, by the way. But <laughs> I hate to break it to you, sorry. It's but it's the truth. It's it's this is you're not gonna do this and then turn around and uncrown MJF right after crowning him. It's just not gonna happen. Um, if by some weird bullshit way he doesn't win, and yeah, I say it like that because this is 
This is we're in hangman territory. You shit yeah. or get off the pot. There is no more fucking around. This is this is the time. So it, it, MJF will, and, and I'm already giving away my guess for the fucking final whatever. But MJF will win the world title. But the, the question that I've been brought I've brought to TikTok is: Is he gonna? Is he inevitably gonna end up a face? Ow. You know what I mean? I think that was such a babyface promo last night. There's no denying that one. Teddy P has is undeniably uh can there's no way he can budge. There's he's not budging. There's he's like, I don't give a shit what he does, he will never be a face. And I'm just like, but you know, circumstances are, it doesn't matter. And he, we had an excellent argument. I really wish we recorded it because it was a lot of fun. <laughs> but now I brought I'm bringing that to TikTok. You know what I mean? I want that argument to stem. I want to see who feels the same way. Can this guy is he gonna end up being a face or is he swerving us yet again? But I I'm mean, jumping ahead. I don't think he's ever going to be a baby face in the traditional sense of, you know, say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Thank you. But That's exactly what I said. At best, he'll be a lovable prick. One million percent, because that's the reality. It's we, we, the 2022 wrestling fan, soon to be 2023 wrestling fan, has changed the narrative of what the fucking face and heel dynamic are. If we don't like you, we're a, you're a heel. You know, maybe that's not to the term. I'm sure there's some wrestling buffs out there slapping their head. Oh, you guys are wrestling a concept. We are and we're not. We're able to, I guess, adjust the narrative to enjoy the product. And yes, we love the lovable, hateable prick. You remember when Stone Cold was hated like a motherfucker for beating up his boss, but we could relate to that. So we fell in love with him. Hey, what a concept. You know, there's there's, you know, there's rhymes to the reasons. There's reasons to the rhyme, so it that it just that it makes fucking sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it there's no I can I can absolutely I can absolutely see him swerve us, but there's there's no way it's a one night thing. He'll drag the fucking baby face fucking rope for months and months and months for not months and months for like weeks and weeks, and then it's time to show that you're a baby face in front of everybody. Go save this guy. Stomps him out. Just to be a dick, you know what I mean? And it's just like, oh, you tricked us, you motherfucker. And that's it, you know? But after Saturday night, he will inevitably be the biggest face in all of AEW, if not professional wrestling. I think MJF understands what CM Punk understood many, many moons ago, Mm -hmm. um, where... As much fun as it is being a heel, once you get to that peak level of popularity, it makes more sense to be face because it means more money. Means bread, that big dollar bills. Um, so with that aside, I can't believe it's taking me this long to think of this, but surely it's going to be Ethan Page that wins and then faces MJF after the whole breakdown with the firm. I mean, I, I believe it was uh, last week I said it was going to be Bandito. You know, who's going to put on a really good match? And da, 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 da. Well, they told me to fuck right off. Because I was just like, but and then truth be told, I felt like they did Bandito a little dirty. You know what I mean? I was like, he's he looked really good, and then all of a sudden just died. And I'm like, yeah. hold on, wait a minute. But then again, you got to kind of make Ethan look strong. And I'm I'm hoping Ethan is gonna have to just go through Ricky, which should be easy. I don't want to because again, we've discussed. You know, we don't need to see Archer lose anymore, yeah. especially not to MJF. Not in the so, big match. I'm pretty. I know, if I'm not mistaken, Ethan and MJF have a history. I'm pretty. Yeah. They've worked some. Uh, uh, I want to say MLW together. Maybe Sounds elsewhere. Right. But 
because well, I don't want to say because I don't believe because I don't believe he had an impact run at all. MJF. Oh no, no. Um, yeah, it's got to be MLW. It's the only other place I could. Otherwise, it's going to be an indie, one of those obscure indies. But I'm sure they have some form of chemistry with each other, some past chemistry. They are super young. You know, they are around the same age. Well, no, Ethan's a few years older. But it's, I think, I think this is Ethan's chance to get a nice, good push, a nice, good spotlight. Hey, come look at me. And then, hey, oh, shit, I lost MJ. Yeah. Which is a good thing because it ties in with the firm. Which is something that just now hit. As I'm sure, like, some of them are like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Yes, this is what happens. Things don't click sometimes, but when it does, it clicks just fine. And that's that's one great way to close that chapter. Where we finally just, you know, is he finally away from them? Is he, because it looked like he was kind of siding with them. You know what I mean? Super babyface promo. He he let them beat the shit out of John Moxie and then came, to, you know, to his, to his aid well after they beat his ass. Oh, yeah. Even though John didn't sell it. <laughs> Um, one match I can find between Ethan Page and MJF is a dog collar match from Alpha One back in oh my 2019. Gracious. Uh, they've also okay. wrestled each other at WrestleCon. You don't just have a goddamn dog collar match, you have to have some fucking history. Oh, yeah, wow. But, uh, we'll look more into that again. So that's two for Ethan, two for Ooh, baby. Um, what else we got? Let's go. Obviously, there's three women's matches on the show. And like I said, this is the one I want to just be over and done with quickly. Jade versus Nyla Rose for the TBS title. Uh, Nyla Rose has been holding the TBS title hostage for several weeks. Such a WCW storyline. Yeah. Uh, Jade is still undefeated. So. This, She's not this a just yet. No, and that's why that's another reason why this should just be a simple case of Jade, mm. come back, get your belt, go home. I don't see why there is again, we go back to logic, we book with logic. That's what TK's, you know, brain process normally goes with. There is zero reason to crown Nyla Rose. Not a one. Uh this is this is this is just an opportunity for her to to beat somebody with more recognition. And that's helpful because I'm not going to say Jade has beat a lot of nobodies, but she's beat a lot of, you know, lower end stars. They were handpecked. I mean, hey, that's how the wrestling business works, baby. <laughs> um, I've said it for months. I've said the only way, the only person who should really beat her is an upper echelon person. I thought uh, I was, uh, my original guess was like a Britt Baker because they are both like excellent talkers. So if you have them going at it, Build up to something like that, and then bam, you know, she's TBS champ because Jade finally lost to, you know, an excellent competitor, you yeah. know. I think that would work, you know, but it's it, that excellent competitor is not Nyla Rose. Sorry. No. Um, And from what we've seen of Nyla, like, holding the title hostage, uh, TBS title doesn't really suit Nyla. No. Nah. No, it doesn't. It does, but... but... I was gonna say, but then again, now they did the original AEW women's title. So, oh, that thing was tiny. Thing was hilarious. <laughs> Built for Riho, that was it. It really was. But yeah, the, the, it makes no sense to take the title off Jade, like literally take the title away from Jade at the peak of her popularity. She she's over. I don't want to say over as fuck, but she's she's earned a lot of people's respect. 
Yes, she went from being, um, oh my god, you're on my television. Oh, she's green as shit. Oh, this and that, that and this. To, oh, have you have you seen anything about Jade? Oh, Jade's for real. Jade can really this and she can this and she can that. Absolutely. Again, we if you turn back the time, you go back to previous episodes. I mean, I want to say, uh, call it a year ago, I was still giving her crap. Yeah. And she is beyond her in my respect. You know what I mean? She went from the one trick pony of having, you know, the look to being able to 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 fully talk at a, at a great level. You know, she's got cool catchphrases, you know, telling Tony to cut the shit. You know, she's uh, she's she's worked better than we've expected and she's grown and adapted. Yeah. And she definitely has that presence and that look of a superstar. Big time. She is definitely in the running for rookie of the year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, moving on to, I know you'll be excited about this one announced last night. One of the two matches added six man tag for the world trio titles, death triangle defending against the original champs returning the elite. That's right. The elite is back for those who can't tell that's Kenny God by God Omega right there. <laughs> so yes, I'm crazy excited. Um, I mean, it, it, as we've said, it's not like they haven't fucking, you know, been telling you that they're coming back they're coming back we had week after week after week of them randomly destroying you know evidence that the bucks were ever there that was never going to happen uh there was rumors of a copyright of the uh, of them copywriting the term the wayward sons and then not copywriting it because it sounds stupid and i'm like thank god somebody talked some sense into them um but this is great this is i i oh my god this is going to be a fucking insane match this shit's going to be yeah. in same. Now, I before I pick my obvious winner, does this mean Malachi makes an appearance and 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 the fucking and the House of Black all of a sudden? I mean, they've make, been seizing their return too. I'm just saying. I mean, it would be the perfect time to make a return. You could cost Death Triangle the titles, and it wouldn't hurt the Elite. You'd make them, you know, fucking arrogant pricks a little more on their debut return, if you will, which is hilarious. But I think they need to be featured somehow, some way. I do. If if Malachi is really coming back and, the, and the, you know, House of Black is still a thing, they need to make an appearance on Saturday during this match. Yeah. But uh, it's the elite all the way, all the way. You don't bring them back to lose, and that's just that. You don't bring them back to lose. If these motherfuckers would have debuted, I would have said, cool, they could lose. Yeah. Why? Because it's like, why do they have to win? You know, why? But you're returning, so you kind of have to. You know, you were meant to be the original trio's champions in the first place, blah, 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 blah. But then again, you know, fucking Death Triangle's on fire. That's why I would say, like, if they debuted, like, last week, Oh, well, fuck it. They can lose. I don't give a shit. But the anticipation's too hot. Yeah. Uh, and if you can't tell, that's that's the goddamn Undertaker right there, but he's not on the show. That's um, right. <laughs> there has been a little bit of tension with Pac and yeah. specifically Ray, so I can see something going wrong there. But, yeah, the, I mean, the main point is the Elite were the original champions. The whole shit happened with All Out, Fallout. Um... And they were stripped of the titles. The interesting thing is that Death Triangle were crowned trios champions, not interim trios champions. Mm -hmm. So even though even though it was just a speed bump, I don't see why the titles shouldn't go back to the elite, even if it's just to prove a point. Like, hey, we're innocent. 
Yeah, right. We we did no harm. <laughs> we promise. We did nothing. But no, yeah, I, I'm glad that they didn't get an interim thing. You know what I mean? That was. But then it it made sense. You know, at the time, TK was like, "Hey, look, I have to be the boss all of a sudden and put a kaput to this." So you know, they were just bam, wipe it from history kind of mode, which in a way is a little twelve year old ish. You know what I mean? Like, I had never existed. I mean, it's very Vincey. Very Vincey, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it is what it is. We've moved on, I think. We'll find out if when, if and when they say that they're the new two-time trios champions. Yeah, I think everybody's moved on. Uh, even Punk's moved on. He's doing his MMA commentary again. I saw that. I uh, guess good for him. Yeah, he seems happy with it. You know, everybody seems happy with uh, right. moving on. So, we'll move on. And we'll move on to a steel cage match between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy Jack Perry. That's his official ring name now. He's not just Jungle Boy. It's Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. I don't know if that's because JR couldn't stop saying them both (laughs) or if that was just their way of building it. So it would, you know, it would eventually be, you know, him and this is Jack Perry going to, you know, the whole him and Christian thing. I would have Um, loved to have heard the conversation like, Jim, it's just Jungle Boy. Well, I worked for Stone Cold Steve Austin, damn it. That was right, probably we'll with Jungle exactly, Boy Jack Perry. That is exactly the argument he used. I'm fucking positive of it. But then I'm you've got positive of it. Then you've got Dr. Britt Baker DMD. That's her ring name. She's not just Britt Baker. Nope. Full blown DMD. It, it says it right here on Wikipedia for fuck's sake. Right. <laughs> it's official, damn it. She has she has a doctorate in medical in medical dentistry. Yeah, she she is a legit legit dentist, unlike uh, Isaac Yankum, DDS. Right. Um, I I want to say Jungle Boy, because storyline wise, it makes the most sense for him to you know get his revenge, um, against the ex best friend that betrayed him. But at the same time, look at the difference between them, and they're going to be trapped in a cage. Like, there's no diving off a stage or anything like that. Yeah, but that also means there's no Christian. Yeah, Which is mean, huge for, for Luchasaurus. And here's the other thing that nobody's talking about that should be brought to the uh, attention to the masses. Luchasaurus is working hurt. I think he's always working hurt. But I mean, I guess it's one of these bad, another one of these bad injuries where it's like, I think he's going to end up taking a hiatus for a little bit just to recover. And surely, you know, maybe but, Christian's close to recovery now. Um, we'll see. I don't know. I mean, I was, I was hearing he's not going to be ready until the next, you know, to the next year, at least until 2023. Um, but then again, you know, motherfuckers heal fast. We'll, we'll see where it goes. Personally, I'm leaning right towards jungle boy. I think this is an opportunity for him to look strong against a bigger opponent in a, I wouldn't say in a disadvantage, but in a big match. Anytime you do a steel cage, it's a big match. I don't give a shit if it's on a fucking weekly show or at a pay-per-view. It's a big match. And this is going to be a nice big win. Is it going to catapult him into the range of like the TNT title? Maybe. But I mean, I, this is one, this is one of those things where it's, let's get this match over with and let's get you moved on because you have lost so so much momentum, so much momentum in this fucking feud. I love, I love the story. Don't get me wrong. Uh, You know, best friends against each other, all thanks to Christian being an asshole you know, it's great. It's great. But it's also gone on for like four months. And 
I really don't need something to drag on that long if it's not going to end in like a world title thing. You know what I mean? Because yeah, the only I mean, other exception we had was the hangman, was the two year hangman thing with him and Kenny. Yeah. And I mean, that was very beautifully paced. Huh. The problem here is, of course, Christian got injured and that really damaged the momentum of the feud. Yeah. And I, I think maybe that's why they turned Luchasaurus heel, um, just to keep the feud kind of going until Christian can heal up because that that's the main uh, fight in this feud, Christian and Jungle Boy. Yeah, well, yeah, after you talk about your dead, I don't want to be your dad. Your dad's dead. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, fuck yeah, that feud is never going to end now, baby. I mean, they could have kept the momentum now with Christian just keep cutting awful, evil promos on Jungle oh, yeah. Boy and his family, but he's kind of tamed a little bit too. So sure, he's sick of it as well. We can I stop talking shit about his mom? TK, you know, you go out there, you talk shit about his mom. I don't think we even got one match between Christian and Jungle Boy. We were supposed to, and that's when Christian no, we, was injured. We did. Well, technically, we got that one match. Yeah. They still did the match, even though the guy was in a fucking sling. Yeah, he so did nothing it, and still got the pin like an asshole. Yeah, we didn't really get the full vigor of the match, so I think we're owed a full-on match between Christian and Jungle Boy, both at 100%. So, um, <clears throat> You say Christian probably won't get involved, but, I mean, the cage hasn't... Has, been unable to stop people in the past. I still say Jungle Boy wins somehow, like a plan backfires or something, and eventually we're going to get Christian and Jungle Boy again. Absolutely. That is probably going to be Christian Cage's very first match when he comes back. Yeah. Make, makes most sense. Uh, let's do tag team titles matches. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Just know I was shorthanding as I was typing Moving on to the next match So when I was going to put Jungle Boy under your list I just put Joy Joy, nice <laughs> I'll say god damn How many <laughs> names does Jungle Boy have? Jesus Christ Jungle Boy Jack Perry Joy hey, um, nice. The acclaimed defending the world tag team titles Against Swerve in our glory is there, is, does it make any sense at all to just drop the titles back to Swerve in our glory, especially when the acclaimed are the most over-fucking tag team next to FTR? The only reason I would give is so they don't have to lose to FTR, but that's not a good enough reason for me. No, I mean, I just want to see them wrestle. Yeah, exactly. I just, I, I'm not... I can't do it, but then again, we we've been we've known that there is tension between Swerve and Keith Lee, mm-hmm. so it can finally come to a head. And at the same time, Billy Gunn has been a nice little factor, beating up people right before the matches and shit, even though it's goddamn taped up hands. So can't I can't believe I, how he, over Billy Gunn is in twenty twenty two. It's the fucking sheer <laughs> audacity. Again, I went from hating the shit out of this guy in fucking nineteen ninety six. To he is literally the most over manager right now in all of AEW. Yeah. If not all pro wrestling, because I don't know of any other managers that are as over as he is right now. Not a one. Maybe Paul Heyman. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's still a maybe. So he yeah, he's the fucking Dude. man. There's no way these guys lose. I there's just none. I mean. Them losing the FTR is gonna suck because people are love the acclaimed, but it's it you know that is the inevitable route. You're gonna have to lose to the big dogs FTR. 
I think people will be more accepting of FTR taking the titles from the acclaimed, and you know they're gonna have a good match, and they're gonna handshake after or scissor after the match. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna. Oh yeah, I can already see it now. Dax is gonna put him put his hand out, and Max is gonna be like, eh? "Come on, bud, join or, the faction." Or just Cash on the mic. You know they stare down each other after winning the belts, and Cash is like, "I just got one thing to say." Scissor me, daddy ass. I, that I can totally see that happening. <laughs> One million percent see that happening. <clears throat> or knowing Cash, will be fucking scissor me, daddy ass. Let's go. I'm down. <laughs> okay, so that's two for the acclaimed. Um, I hate I hate using the I word, but interim AEW Women's Title: Tony Storm versus Jamie Hader. Another topic I brought to TikTok. Can we drop the fucking interim already? And we said Please. last week yes, and everybody else agrees. Drop that shit. There's no sign of of Thunder Rosa coming back anytime soon. Stop with the interim. We ain't heard her name in months. Not even heard her name. That's what I'm talking about. We heard CM Punk's name more recently than Thunder Rosa's. Exactly. Exactly. And she and he was outed by the goddamn company. They're buying his ass out. And we we've talked about this match for the past couple of weeks and how how difficult it is for us mm-hmm. as fans because again tony storm super over doing a hell of a job as women's champion but it's jamie's time and i wish they could both be champion yeah exactly you have a hot champion who's liked who's loved who we wouldn't mind seeing continue on but then you got what we call a meteor coming your way hot heavy on fire people like her jamie hater and you know, people have liked her for a while. They've wanted more for her for a while. I really want to say this is her opportunity. But you're, I'm a, th- I'm a th- with you a thousand. You could flip a coin, and whoever comes out the winner, I don't think you're going to get backlash. No, I really don't. I think people are going to be upset if Jamie were not to win. But I don't think they're going to riot. I don't think they're going to. Oh my god, this is terrible booking and this and that. It's going to be one of those things where it's, yeah, she's a super hot challenger, but. Tony Storm is, you know, is the end-all, be-all. But then with leading with that, you got to drop this fucking interim name. If Tony ha- if Tony wins, regardless of whoever wins, this interim thing needs to go away. But yeah. that's the other, that's how you would stabilize Tony a little bit more. She ends up beating Jamie Hayter. Next <laughs> Wednesday, you come in, and maybe it's Tony Khan, maybe it's Shivani, whoever, and just say we're finally getting rid of the interim title. You are the AEW Women's Champion. It's a nice little extra rub to help somebody out. However, though, I'm super leaning towards Jamie because that's my that's my pick. As much as I know Tony Storm is hot, and I know she's loved, and I know people are will- more than willing to take that fucking running bump with her ass. Trust me, I'm one of them. I'll gladly get in line. <laughs> like I say, Jamie Hayter's a meteor, man. And you can't deny meteors in professional wrestling because they are what we call heat magnets because that's what you know meteors are. They carry lots of heat as they go through the fucking atmosphere. Yeah. And that means attention. And attention means fans. And fans means money. And it all trickles down like a domino effect. So I'm, I'm going with Jamie. But as I've always said, I will not be surprised if she doesn't win. All right. Now... Uh, <laughs> this is going to get a little complicated. So, mm. 
I'm I'm gonna go Hella with Jamie. Um, I'm gonna go with Jamie Hader because I think it's one of those lightning in a bottle moments where she has that super amount of momentum right now. She's not gonna have that same amount of momentum like next month if she loses this match. But if she wins the title, and we're gonna talk about the other women's match in a minute. After the last night, Britt Baker cut. Also a babyface-ish promo. Um, it was ve- it was very sympathetic. Awesome. So, if that's the way this match is going to go with Soraya, and they kind of not necessarily double turn, but we see a more babyface-ish side of Britt Baker, the best way for her to get the heat back after that is by jumping Jamie after the match, like congratulate her on a win. But then mm-hmm. you're not. It's it's not your time yet. It's still my time. Boom. Exactly. The way you may, the way you take that heat that is Jamie's winning and you burn that fire blue hot as you turn Britt Baker on her. Because that's the thing. And I've said that for weeks now. You really want a great women's feud. You take the leader of this supposed faction and you take what was the middleman that had issues and you f- fucking feud them together because now this middleman is now your AEW women's champion. Something you couldn't do. You couldn't beat, you know, Tony Storm. Which I don't think they had a match, should be told. So, you know, but it's like, you're not champ. She is. And then immediately enter turmoil. And then that's one of those ones where I would not be surprised if Jamie loses quickly. You know what I mean? It's it's to Britt Baker. Britt Baker's, a, you know, another one who's undeniable. You kind of have to give her the, the crown. Or it's, again, same, actually more of a same situation scenario. You know, do you give uh, Britt the crown because she's so hot and undeniable? Or do you keep it on Jamie Hayter because we just crowned her and she's still hot? You know what I mean? It'd be one of those scenarios. But either way, it'll be an excellent feud because it's been building for a while. Yeah. And, yeah, you you don't want to take it off Jamie very quickly if she does win because we're going to be taking it off Tony Storm relatively quickly. She's still hot on her run. I think she's still hot on a run because people were so sick of the Thunder Rosa run. And that's and, and I'm not saying and that that's not meant to be a negative not meant to be a negative thing, you know what I mean? It's not it's just it's one of those where it was you know, we wanted Tony to win a fucking WWE Women's Championship. That that's how the level she was is over as she was when she was there. And now that she's here, it's like, yeah, she's champ. She's all the champ. She's got the looks. She's got the mic skills. She's got the the work ethic. She's hot. You know, I already said the looks, but you know what I mean? You could you could just chalk it all up. You know what I mean? She equals money. She equals money. But then again, like I yeah, like I say, there's the momentum thing. Do you change do you change the money maker for the momentum, hoping that money maker continues to work? You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't we'll we'll see, but it's going to be an awesome few like six seven months for the women's division coming up yeah all right um we'll get to Britt and soraya in a minute but let's go to the ring of honor world title because i don't know who the hell to go for (laughs) jericho defending against brian danielson claudio castagnoli and sammy guevara sammy guevara sammy guevara senor pandaman um Claudio got the most clearest. I I'm way better than you last night on Jericho. However, we know how that goes in pro wrestling. Yeah. You never, ever, I have never seen in my 30 
not 30 years, Jesus Christ, 25 plus years. I was about to say, God damn, I'm old. I'm not that old. In <laughs> my 25 plus years of watching wrestling, I don't think I've ever really seen somebody win on like a Monday and then turn around and win on a Sunday. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't think I've ever seen it. And if I have, somebody please tell us, please, because I, I, I'm drawing blanks right now. But with that being said, I really don't think Jericho keeps it. No, he's losing to somebody. I don't think it's Sammy either. And that leaves one option left. And that's the guy we've been saying you need to fucking do something with. And I don't care if it's this fucking title or or if you fucking make one up at this point. I don't. I don't care. Like something needs to something needs to be given to B Drive. It's it needs to fucking happen. And this is a perfect opportunity to give him back a title that he helped establish. This is a title that he can defend his way because he's an honorable guy and he's going to go in there and put on bangers with everybody and then shake their hand afterwards as the Ring of Honor world champion would do. And it just moves on. You know, Jericho can do whatever Jericho wants to do. You know, maybe maybe this is where Danny Garcia decides, I want to be a pro wrestler after all and helps, you know, be dry beat. Chris Jericho. That's an option as well. That's something that's a curveball nobody's thinking about. You know, well, at least I'm sure half of the world out there ain't thinking about it. Because the reality is, is if you look at it, Danny Garcia still looks very on the fence. As much as he's decided he wants to be a, uh, uh, was it a professional wrestler, a sports entertainer, excuse me, he, he, he still gives B Dry that look like, I think I kind of still want to do that. So I mean, it's the the the, the fumes are I mean, the fires there. The wood, the fire has been built. Somebody needs to light the match. I think it can be lit, but either way, I'm leaning towards Brian Danielson finally winning a fucking title in AEW, even though it's the Ring of Honor title. Yeah, um, absolutely. B Dry is the fifth longest reigning Ring of Honor World Champion in history. Um, he was fourth until two years ago. Roosh was the first one ah. to beat his reign. Goddamn boy, Roosh. Wait, sorry. Was it well, Roosh or was it... He, he, he was the first one since Nigel McGuinness to beat his ah. reign. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nigel's... Uh, oh, God. Nigel had a crazy long run. Oh, yeah. 545 days. B-Dry Ooh. was 462. Roosh is 498. Nice. Um... So, yeah, it would be great for B-Dry to become a two-time champion after, God, how long has it been? 17 years? I was going to say, it's been, like, yeah. Since he say, won the, the world title in Ring of Honor? That, that's nuts. Against Nigel, right? I think he beat Nigel, yeah. Sounds right. 2005. Oh, James Gibson. Ah, uh, okay. Oh, wait, wait. James Gibson. What the fuck? Glory, but let, let's take a look at the pay-per-view. Glory by Honor fa- uh, 4. Because it does say Nigel McGuinness was in the match. Uh, where are we? 2005. Oh, you're not going to give me the whole card? Okay, well, fuck you then. <laughs> well, go fuck yourself. So, James Gibson was the champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then B-Dry unified the title with the Pure Championship by defeating uh. Nigel McGuinness. So I don't know what happened to James Gibson. If somebody else, a.k.a. Jamie Noble, if somebody else um, is more accustomed to Ring of Honor history, then please fill us in. Por favor. Because, yeah, that, that don't make no sense, Wikipedia. No, nope, you, you've lost me. So, 
yeah, Claudio was the obvious choice up until last night. But like you said, that old wrestling tradition, if you look strong on the go home, you're not going to win at the pay-per-view. Um, I don't see Sammy winning it because he's too close to Jericho. Yeah. And I definitely see Jericho losing it, so it has to be be dry. I mean, if he keeps it, where does he go? That's my question. It's like, can he It's like, can he keep a momentum enough to maintain that title for the, oh, I'm the Ocho kid. How many more fucking Ring of Honor champions can you fucking go after? You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like it's time. I feel like this is a great opportunity. And it just works all in everybody's favor. You know what I mean? It's it's everything goes hand in hand. You got a champion, and we got we got a guy we've been needing to give a real push to a championship title push to. Bam, there you go. Fucking Jericho is probably getting ready to go on tour or some bullshit. Bam, there you go. That's the other thing I never think about is when he decides he wants to randomly go on tour. Yeah, or jump on the mass singer. Oh yeah, that fucker. <laughs> I knew day one that son of a bitch. Oh, that, that's Chris Jericho. My wife's like, how do you know? Said, there is vibe. nobody with a voice like Chris Jericho because he, he's not the strongest singer, no. but his voice suits his style. So when he sings something that isn't his style, then that's just Jericho speaking in rhythm. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it just gives it away. But my wife's, my wife looks at me because she watched The Masked Singer religiously and looks at me dead in the face like, but how do you know? I said, I've been listening to that motherfucker talk for 25 years. <laughs> And she's like, you're joke." I said, he was on WCW when I was a kid. I've been listening. Uh, I fucking kid you. 25 fucking years I've been listening to that son of a bitch. 25 years. It's like 97, 98. So, yeah, it's hard to fucking. Yeah. He, but no, I would listening to him sing. And like if he if he could get into his Fozzie mode, he sounded like Fozzie. And you could kind of be like, oh, well, maybe that was somebody else. But then he had his moments where exactly he was just Jericho in a rhythm. And I'm like, can you not? <laughs> Can you not be on TV <laughs> on Fox television right now? <laughs> Two days before SmackDown. Um, if Jericho was to retain, I think the most likely and biggest former Ring of Honor champion he could face would be Adam Cole. Yeah. Um, but we don't know if Adam Cole's ready oh, to come wow. back yet. Of course, he, he got concussed back at Forbidden Door back in June. And we haven't yeah, really there, seen him since the before the trios tournament really kicked off. There was a lot of speculation going around that his concussion was very bad, and uh, there was like a possibility that he, it, it was one of those ones where they were like looking at him like Edge and B dry and <laughs> time to take a, like a seven year break, dude. You know, gotta let your brain heal. You've been beating the shit out of yourself. Um, that was the last I heard of that, but that was also like a month ago. Yeah. You know what I mean, I haven't heard much since. I'm hoping he comes back soon. That would be excellent. Um, but until then, I don't know. But yeah, no, that's an excellent guy. If, if Jericho were to remain to retain, yeah, that'd be a great guy to lose to. to turn around and went to lose to Adam Cole, who would be the only four-time Ring of Honor champion. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's two for Danielson. Let's now let's go to Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Soraya. Uh, they've been fourth with Teddy on this one. Yeah, and um, Britt's promo last night very much addressed the same things you did last week when you took issues with what Soraya said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was fucking cheering Britt on. Are you kidding me? I was cheering Britt <laughs> on last night. I was just like, you fucking tell her, girl. Tell his bitch. You know, 
and it's you know it's but like again, it, she's she's gone on and and said you know uh, it, she meant to say Sumo Hall, not Tokyo Dome. You know, good for her. You know, I get it. You you wrestled in Japan. We get we understand. You know, but that was I, I took I took a lot of I guess passion or if you will for that fucking promo that Britt cut last night because it's the truth. You know what I mean? She's like, she, that's great. You know, you made your name, you know, here and doing that. She's like, I made it in Daly's place with, you know, fucking 400 people during the pandemic when we're not supposed to wrestle around people. We're not supposed to have people here. You know, I made my name on a ship when people were watching, you know, from afar. You know, she she put her in her place and it made me think that, that that's a great way for Brit to win. But, but then you got the old fashioned. Does that work as a booking move? Can Soraya really lose in her debut and it not hurt her? I don't know anybody who can truly lose in their debut and it not be a bit, you know, a big deal. Um, really trying to think of somebody who's lost in their debut. It wasn't a big deal. I can't think of one because they've all gone away after losing. Um, so yeah, I mean, with, I, if I'm sticking with that logic, Soraya has to win, but it's going to absolutely be a fucking bloodbath of a brawl. Because you already know Britt's going to put everything she has into it. Yeah. And on top of her, that on top of that, her losing will absolutely feel that fire to go beat up fucking Jamie Hader if she were to win. So yeah. I, I I really like that now because you spun that narrative. I like that. <laughs> I'll go with Soraya winning, but it, yeah, it's going to be. I, I'm going to laugh my ass off. This is the only goddamn match Sarah is going to get out. <laughs> she's going to get in there. She's going to get her ass beat by Britt because Britt wants to prove a point. And then, um, all right, bye. That was my only one. <laughs> See you later, guys. Yeah. Um, fly make a fucking podcast, motherfucker. <laughs> um, Britt loses nothing by losing the match. She's still going to have that momentum. She's still going to have that fuel for the fire to turn on Jamie and regain her heat. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was a lot of hot references there. Um, but also, like you said, it's, it's Soraya's not only her debut, but her first match in five years. Yes, five years. Since getting cleared from what we thought was career-ending injury. So, yeah. and she's had multiple surgeries to get back to this point. So, I don't see any... Booking decision on the planet where it makes sense for Soraya to come back after all this time and everything she's been through just to lose. Yeah. Especially when you've got Brit, who, as much as people want to say she hogs the spotlight, has put people over. She, you know what? I, I'm glad that you say that because she does hog the spotlight because she's unfucking deniable. She is quite literally the most over woman, if not the most over wrestler in AEW right now. There's not a fan in the stands that doesn't say DMD along with her. Mm-hmm. I remember saying it in the bathroom in the LA forum because it was just, <laughs> I can hear it. DMD. Okay. It's just that's, that's, she has garnered that much attention and respect. So, you know, I, but yeah, no, I'm with you. It's it's it, you can't. It's a terrible booking decision. You can't come back after a five year hiatus and a career ending injury to lose. You know, but it's it's just, you know, Britt has garnered so much motherfucking respect, so much because it, we and it's because we got to see her grow. Yeah, she wasn't pushed straight into title. 
No, because that, but that's the thing. That's why I think we have such a great connection with her. Why the AEW fans have such an incredible connection with Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, for that exact reason, because we've seen her grow. You know, we've seen stages one, aka Adam Curl's girlfriend, to right here, right now, of, yeah, I will gladly take a Britt Baker shirt into 2X. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm not joking. Yeah. I swear to God, if they're not on the fucking truck in the LA farm, I'm rioting. I will push that truck over myself if I need some help. Controversial topic, possibly for TikTok, but for me, Britt Baker is what Charlotte Flair should have been. Yeah, oh, yeah, I love she's, that. She's, oh, I love that. You could, you could make a point that she's one of the best wrestlers in her division. Oh, yeah. And she is constantly in the spotlight, but is she always winning? Is she, is she a multiple-time women's champion? No, she's only won it once. She's only won it once. But she's out there helping garner attention. She uses her name to elevate somebody. She was willing to, I mean, she lost to fucking um, Thunder Rosa for fuck's sake. Clean as shit. Yeah, and they were not getting along. No, exactly. During a time where everybody was hating on Thunder Rosa. Yeah, exactly. When there was a fucking heated time. And she's been professional. Oh, but she's only been in the business for three years. Okay, so then why is it that somebody who's only been in for three years can act more professional than others? Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about that? Have we ever thought about using that as a as a good job chip, as a, a fucking gold star? In the time since Britt has lost a women's title, I've probably seen Charlotte win it back like three or four times. And there's and no need. I think you're lowballing. I yeah, think no you're lowballing with it three <laughs> or four times. But it's it's it, yeah you. You and, and I and I say this because I'm a giant fan of Ric Flair. You don't need 16 titles, 23 titles to make you the man. But keeping you in the title picture is a great thing. Sure, whatever. Gold is awesome. Yet, you know, the titles don't make the man. The man makes the title, as the old mm-hmm. saying is. And and that was with her. She she made that AEW Women's Championship. She made it the belt that oh well, Nyla won it, and then Riho won it. And then it was, bam, everybody pay attention because Dr. Britt Baker won it. it was, oh, hey, look at that. No, she's, she, I just. And then, and then Rosa won it. It's like, yeah, this is great. And then it was, um, this kind of sucks. That's mm. <laughs> how it goes with everybody. <laughs> um, so finally, I don't think there's much point of us debating this one, but John Moxley defending the AW world title against MJF. We love John. We love him. We hope he enjoys however long of a vacation they give him. Oh, he's earned it. You've earned it, and then some, dude. (laughs) Enjoy all the non-alcoholic beer. If I could send you a case, I would, you know, hang out on the beach. I know it's fucking cold as shit, so maybe not the beach. Hang out indoors, whatever. Go camping. Figure out what to do for fucking eight weeks. Don't give him no six weeks. Give him eight weeks off. Take fucking months off, bro. Relax, recoup the whole nine. Don't even come on TV. Don't even cut a video promo. Just go enjoy your fucking self. You've absolutely deserved it. Let MJF take over. There you go. I'm going to say, watch your (laughs) wife work. She's awesome at her job. But let MJF do do the thing. You know, it's his time. He's undeniable. He's quite literally a fucking shooting star. It It is the move to make. The question, I've, like I said, I brought to TikTok is, is he an immediate face? How long until he flips on us? Is he going to flip on us? It's the only questions I got. I, I think he's going to try. 
but he's just so fucking over. People are not going to let him be a heel. No, he he could be the biggest douchebag asshole there is, and people will still love him. And he, they're still going to give him the face treatment. It's just what it is. It, it's just he will be undeniably a face until he decides he is going to change the narrative. And we all know he could do that at the flip of a switch. Yeah. And um, and we're going to have a world champion with mad Mike skills. I know Max is uh, very unique at promos. I think he just rolls with it. Really does. Um, to the point where he was stumbling and bumbling last night. Yeah, we can't say much about Punk because every time he won the title, he got injured. Um, but we know right. we know what Punk's like with a microphone. Um, yeah, he's really good. Jericho, obviously a, a king on the microphone. Hangman left a lot to be desired, but MJF is a total fucking package. And when he's got the gold on his shoulder and a mic in his hand, he's a force of nature. He, yeah, he is. He, yeah, seriously, force of nature is a, a thousand percent. Of a way to of a way to describe him because you're you're right he's he's something we haven't truly had in a while you know and and I say that because and and I'm and I'm being as nice as I can the last time we had uh, the total package of a champion he went by the name of Kenny by God Omega a guy who could talk a guy who could have lots of charisma who could put on bangers who could do everything in between and then some. MJF is that guy without being on the on the wrestle level. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, great wrestler, great wrestler. I'm not going to deny his wrestling abilities. He's not a Kenny Omega, but I will not deny his wrestling abilities. However, Kenny Omega is no MJF on the microphone. No, I'm about to say if I if I got to make a comparison <laughs> for one, we're flipping on the other, baby. As, as much as Kenny is the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers there's ever been. MJF is undeniably one of the greatest talkers there's ever been, ever been, ever been. And he's 23 fucking years old. Yeah, even The Rock wasn't this good at 23. Nope. No, it wasn't. Not Flex Cabana, not Rocky Maivia, not early days of The Rock in fucking Nation of Denomination. No, sir. Was he even in the tassels when he was 23? No. He was still trying to play football. <laughs> In the Canadian League. I'm sure he was. Unless he was Flex Cabana at the time. I'm trying to remember Jim Jim Ross's uh, soundbite. When Rock was walking into WrestleMania 15, JR was like, this is a 20-year-old prodigy. Probably 27, 28. I think so, yeah. So, yeah. The Rock wasn't even probably in the WWE when he was 23. Yeah, right. We really think about it. You're probably right. And, M- and M- MJF's just on another stratosphere. Uh, I, I'm i kind of sad that we didn't get to enjoy Kenny Omega as world champion as a babyface. Because he's a great heel and he's a very arrogant prick as a heel. But he's, yeah, he oh, he's also the best belt machine. And we didn't really get a chance to be like fucking five-star Kenny Omega world champion. Yeah, it's it, and you know what? I'm sure within time we'll get it. Um. We're we're just we're in a new direction for this company, and and, it, and that's exactly what it is. It's an entirely new direction, because yeah. we're leaning towards a Mike based guy. Who again, we've just said that we could, he's a great wrestler. I'm not denying his wrestling ability, but he is an excellent Mike guy who's going to run the company, as opposed to John Moxley, who's going to get a guy who's going to put on bangers, as opposed to an Adam Page, who's a guy who's going to put on bangers. 
You know, you don't think of the you don't think of the talking when you think of a Mox, when you think of a Kenny, when you think of you know past champions. You don't you think of their wrestling ability. MJF, the only firm, the number one thing you think about is his mic skill. So yeah, it's it's going to be one of those ones where it's you know it's like having a rock again. This guy is going to garner nothing but attention every time he shows up, every time his music hits, whether he's wrestling or just talking. Yeah, I, preferably you know talking. MGF could win the world title the same way we do, just by picking up a mic. Absolutely, <laughs> and he, and hey, and he, and I don't know anybody who would deny him that right. You know what I mean? He's that fucking good. Yeah, he just so, is. Um, that's full gear, all eleven matches. Jesus um, Christ. I don't know how long that took. It was like 45 minutes to predict the whole show. Long enough. Shit. Damn. Um, so now I'm I'm probably going to go on a little bit of a rant for Tony. But uh, I'm I'm just going to say this. Fuck London. I, I, I get it. I know TK owns Fulham FC. Obviously, London is a natural choice. The, right. I don't. The problem I with most people. Like, together. Yeah. Um. I don't think the problem is that he chose London. The problem is he only chose London. There's there's Manchester, there's Liverpool, there's Cardiff, there's Glasgow, there's all these other big cities that he could have done within like a week. And right. to everybody saying, oh, London is easily accessible from anywhere in the UK. No, the fuck it isn't. <laughs> it's, Unless it's coming from a dude in the UK. No, the fuck it's not. It's, it's a four to five hour drive from where I am. And that's dependent on traffic. And that's just one way. Um, and if you've never driven that long from one end of the UK to the other, you, you don't understand how much of an absolute okay, cool. ball okay. it is. Four to f- okay, so four to five hours of travel. So for let me put it into some U.S. perspective for y'all. If you live in if you live in Southern California, imagine going to Vegas for a show for one show. <laughs> yeah, five and a half hours going through Barstool, Bakersfield. Having to go through fucking Reno. Imagine the drive through and into Vegas. Imagine having to find fucking parking and all that other shit in this supposed big ass city that is big ass busy city that is London. Okay, that's the that's what a man's getting at. There is other spots. Does I mean I understand as as much as I can be that you know outsider just oh well you know yes it's easily accessible and all that other non-sensory. The fact of the matter is is I, you said five hours of driving, homie. I'm not driving no motherfucking five hours. I, I understand. I love AEW. Don't get me wrong. I do. You know, two and a half is good enough for me. Going to LA, two and a half hours, that's all right. Five? And that's just to get there. There is absolutely nothing accessible about London traffic. Oh, God. Half I the people imagine. in London don't want to drive around London. Oh, that fucking sounds like <laughs> New York out there. And for those that don't drive, London train tickets and hotels are fucking expensive. They'll, they'll cost you more than the event tickets will. I would not be surprised, not so, in the least. Tony, Tony, if you want to do your show in London, not your your main show in London, that's fine. But there's there's 67 million people in the UK, and a good chunk of them are wrestling fans. So, if if Tony wants to claim that AEW is bigger than WWE in the UK, then give us a chance to fucking prove it. Right now's an opportunity. Oh, and as for the poster. I don't see Regal. I don't see Pac. I don't see Soraya. I don't see Jamie Hayter. I'll, I'll accept Tony Storm because she made a name for herself in the UK. But you've got no British people on your poster. And it's your first UK show. <laughs> Tony. Tony. What are you stop, doing, Tony? Stop overbooking your pay-per-views and think for a minute. 
Now you make me want to go back and look at the fucking L.A. poster. Is there Mexicans on it? If there's not Mexicans <laughs> on, I'm going to get upset. You know what? In that perspective, that's that's kind of a that's, that's kind of a kind of beef to get carried away with. Um, so, <laughs> oh, no, but I but I dig it though. You know, you're going to London. Give me some London folk. God dang it. <laughs> First show in Mexico. I don't see no Mexicans on this poster. Where's the goddamn Mexicans? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, so let's cool down and go back a little further in time before we go on with what else has happened this week. It's this week in wrestling history. November 10th, 1997. Um, we don't really touch on the mid-90s very much, unless it's WCW, and it is WCW. Yeah. Um, after title changes at two back-to-back pay-per-views, Eddie Guerrero defeated Rey Mysterio on Nitro to reclaim the WCW Cruiserweight Championship, becoming a two-time champion. On... Yeah. Pretty much any classic Eddie Guerrero match usually involved Rey Mysterio. And they were banger. Yeah, banger after banger after banger. Uh, November 11th, 1991, Ted DiBiase won the Million Dollar Championship for his second and final time as he defeated Virgil. The title was deactivated for the first time a few months later. Thank God. Yeah, that, that title was active, deactivated, active. They only brought it back for a storyline, basically. Just just to well, yeah. give DiBiase give something Steve to carry Austin. around. <laughs> or Virgil or uh, Cameron Grimes. Um, also on November 11th in 2012, Prince Devitt, aka Finn Balor, won the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship for the third and final time, defeating Low IQ at Power Struggle. Um, good stuff. Great, great show. I mean, also on the show, Shinsuke Nakamura defended the Intercontinental title against Carl Anderson, and Hiroshi Tanahashi defended the IWGP heavyweight title against Yujiro Takahashi. Okay, Yujiro. I got you, Yuji. Nice, nice show. Not bad. Um, November 13th, 2005. Uh, one of the darkest days in pro wrestling modern history. As we lost the beloved Eddie Guerrero, hugely admired, widely considered to be one of the all-time greats, and still very much missed with his infectious Latino heat to this day. Hell, the guy was so fucking, he's so goddamn over, he's a pop culture icon. He's a pop culture icon. So goddamn over, 17 years later. Mm Mm-hmm. The people still do his move, still paying tribute to him. Hell, fucking Bandito is all the time. Yeah, and I love how they're loosely referencing his infamous feud with Ray over Dominic's parentage right now. Love that. <laughs> love it. Um, of course, he, he was feuding with Batista over the world title at the time, and many, many reports have pretty much confirmed he was about to win the world title for the second time. Well, well that title for the first time um, right. at Survivor Series. Oi, oi, oi. And I think Chavo quoted, I don't know when it was, but I saw the quote this past week, um, that he doesn't care what the drug is, pain pills are the worst. Mm Mm-hmm. That they are, man. Um, 
Moving on to slightly brighter things. November 13th, 2018 on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan defeated AJ Styles to win the WWE Championship, marking the beginning of his reign as the Planet's Champion, later yeah. introducing the short-lived but very nice eco-friendly title design. Shit was cool, man. It was, and I, I don't even give a, give a shit about eco-friendly, but I mean, I'm going to get headhunted for that one. But it was a nice-looking belt. It was burlap and wood. Awesome. Or should we say hemp and wood? I was going to say it was hemp. <laughs> uh, November 14th, 1999. Stone Cold Steve Austin was viciously run over by a car, later revealed to be driven by Rikishi. He did it for the rock. Um, <laughs> writing him off to receive neck surgery. In kayfabe, of course, it took Austin out of the main event and deprived us of the dream match that we never, ever got to see. Austin versus Rock versus Triple H. Oh. Uh. We were we were so close to seeing that and it never happened. Uh, three Damn pillars it. of the Attitude Era. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, what, a, Austin, what a match that would have been. Right. How did they never do it? Even when Austin came back, they never did yeah. Austin Rock Triple H. You know, Vance, he loves to move on. Yeah. And they were active... Shortly around the same time when Austin came back, I know Triple H tore his quad in mid-2001, but there was a good few months there where they were all active. And we didn't do it. Failing. Now we're probably never going to see it. Well, we're not because H is well, retired. retired. Well, they're... Austin, we, I mean, we don't know on that one. They're having him come back. <laughs> they they really want him to come back. It looks like Hunter might never wrestle again, which is fine, you know, because of his heart. Um, and then... At this point, the only person I see The Rock wrestling is Roman. Yeah, but Austin's definitely keeping in shape for something. Yeah, I know. Can you not? Like, fuck, bro. Like, I'm 33 and you're like 57. You make me feel bad, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, in the match, Austin was replaced by Big Show, who went on to win the WWE title for the first time. That's right, he did. Um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a nice moment. It was... A bit of a silver lining for a dark cloud. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a storyline at the time, so I remember hating the shit out of whoever drove drove the car. That's right. You were like, goddamn bastards. I don't care who. Like, I remember. I was remembering. Uh, I was like, oh, it had to be. Who the fuck did I think it was originally? I originally thought it was like Deborah. Like, it was like, oh, his own wife's taking him out. <laughs> I remember a rumor shortly after that it was Billy Gunn. But I get it now because obviously DX and Billy's got had blonde hair very similar to Rikishi. Um, and shortly as we got towards the reveal, Mick Foley um, said there was some kind of DNA testing or whatever. And we know the driver was a large man. <laughs> that narrows it down, Mick. <laughs> My whole thing is like, you got a large man off a DNA test? Yeah, I, I don't know how the hell they figured out it was a large man, and it took them a year to figure that out. So they got the results back, and the results sheet just said, large man. Haha, I know who it was. It was Vader. Uh, it was Vader. It was Vader. Um, more Survivor Series history. November 15th, 1998, at Survivor Series Deadly Game. The Rock, we're just talking about this, won his first WWE Championship in the tournament final, defeating Mankind as the corporation parodied the previous year's Montreal Screwjob. <laughs> yep. Uh, with the Rock turning heel. Rock obviously put him in a sharpshooter. Vince called for the bell. Literally <laughs> over my nine-year-old mind. 
I was like, hey, why'd they do that? And, um, just... and then Mick was like, I don't remember tapping out or saying I quit. I don't get it. <laughs> I love how they spun it. They're great. <laughs> the brass balls on Vince to parody that storyline a year after the controversy was just. Nobody Damn. but Vince, man. Right. Nobody but Vince. Um, in the process, of course, The Rock became the youngest world champion in WWE history at the time. Uh, this was also nice little connection to history. This was also the same day in 1983 when Tony Atlas and The Rock's father, Rocky Johnson, won their first WWE tag team titles, defeating the nice. Wild Samoans. And they also carried those titles during WWE breaking away from the NWA. So I guess that officially makes them the first ever tag team champions of the WWE era. Cool. I would say so. Yeah, definitely makes them that. Nice one day connects history between The Rock and his daddy. There you go. And final piece of history this week, November 16th, 2020. Drew McIntyre fixed the baffling decision to interrupt his dominant reign as WWE champion when he reclaimed the title from Randy Orton on Raw. I, I still don't understand why they changed the title for like a couple of weeks. Because reasons. Because reasons. Just to increase Randy's title number. But yeah, just... that was just literally for that exact reason. That's all. <laughs> that, for that, that's it. Just to, here you go. Here you go, Randy. We're helping pad your number. Oh, thanks, Bob. But you still haven't made him a 16-time champion, and he should have got there before Cena. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Or at least, like, right after him. Yeah. Velvet Sky. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Hey, yo, what up? It's Darby Allen. It's the ultimate Vanessa, your girl's favorite wrestler. Hey, Preston Vancer, aka number 10 of the Dark Order. Hey, this is Tommy Tree. Hey, everybody, it's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here. This is the voice of Killer Cross. And you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. And you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. Max Wrestling Podcast. And we're about to take it to the Max. We're about to take it to the Max. It's time to take it to the max. We're going to take it to the max. Take it to the max. Welcome to the madhouse. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the madhouse. Welcome back to the Gap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us. Still to come, this week's Geek of the Week, Best Lord of the Week, and Shit Marks Say. But first, play along if you will. It's time to guess the wrestler. I wonder who this could possibly be. Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestler. Um, right off the bat, I got a lot of titles. Not all of them are mainstream, but I got a lot of titles. I believe this. Okay, let's kick it off. Um, with a slightly less obscure one first. Um, CZW World Junior Heavyweight Champion one time, best of the best, best of the best X in okay. 2011. Okay. Um. A lot of slightly lesser known titles now, so 
Dreams Fighting Entertainment, DFE, Openweight Champion. Um, World Wrestling League Heavyweight Champion. Eastern Wrestling Alliance Cruiserweight Champion. Um, Maryland Championship Wrestling Rage TV Champion two times. These are very obscure titles. <laughs> Yikes. This guy active? Yes. Oh, God damn. Okay. Um, PWG World Champion. Bandito. Uh, no. Uh, no. PCW Cruiserweight Champion. That's Preston City Wrestling. Okay. I was about to say, I was like, ooh, is that fucking Pacific Coast? Okay. okay. Uh, long piece. Man. Yeah. Jesus. WXWC4 Hybrid Champion. Where the fuck are we getting these titles from? <laughs> I've heard of WXW, but I mean, fucking somebody, okay, somebody just went wild on Create a Championship. Hey, that's fun. You have you have your fun. Um, I don't I don't want to go to Ring of Honor yet because there's a few titles there. Cruiserweight uh, titles, and he was a PWG World Champ. Yes. Who else was PWG? Was fucking did all that shit. Danny Garcia. No, we also got uh, Premier Wrestling Experience with an X heavyweight champion. New Horizon Pro Wrestling Art of Fighting champion. Um, he won the Battle of Gettysburg at Groundbreaking Wrestling. Let's find some more well-known titles now. So let, fuck it, let's go to Ring of Honor. It's probably going to give it away, but let's go to Ring of Honor. Um, TV champion. Uh, world Championship Tournament winner, Survival of the Fittest winner, and a former world champion. I don't want to say how many times, though. Uh, I'm going to say it. I had a bad feeling. I'm completely wrong, but I'm going to say it anyway. Jay Lethal? No. Oh, good, because I was like, I don't remember him being in PWG <laughs> at all, but I was just like, if he was, goddammit. All right, let's take a look at some awards. Uh, Wrestling Observer Rookie of the Year in 2010 Feud of the Year in Wrestling Observer and CBS Sports in 2019 Also Match of the Year in CBS Sports in 2019 and Wrestler of the Year Damn yeah Match and Wrestler of the Year but he's winning mid-card titles on the Indies but he's a former PWG champ and Ring of Honor champ Adam Cole. Yeah, I didn't even need Let's to go, go to the WWE titles. Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole. See, that's my whole thing. I was like, I just, my whole thing is you. You want to know what it was? If you look, if you're looking on your titles, how many are there from out of Florida? Does it say? Does it mention any Florida championships? Any like? No. Okay. No. That was my thing. I was trying to think because like, I know for a fact he's won a bunch of the mids, like, but mainly in like the Florida area. But just, yeah, I was like, PWG champ, I remember that. I was like, yeah. I'm about to say, I'm glad you didn't say how many time Ring of Honor world champ because yeah, the second you say three, literally goes <laughs> down to about three people. So, okay, but no, that's okay. Adam Cole, not bad. Uh, and then, of course, WWE titles, uh, NXT champion, North American champion, NXT tag team champion, uh, Dusty Rhodes classic in 2018. Uh, obviously, no main roster titles. No, that's because they suck. Uh, what else did he win? Bumpy Award? Bumpy Award? Why does that sound familiar? I'm assuming that was a dumb slammy. Um, It has to be. NXT Year-End Awards, he won seven. Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right, yeah. I remember. 
Uh, and also on his titles, he won big top tag team Amer- uh, big top tag team titles with Brit at Wrestle Circus. Cool. Uh, and I also missed real fun. championship wrestling where he won the cruiserweight title and tag team titles with Devon Moore. Devon Moore, however. Devin Moore. It's it's confusing because that's Devon, but then Devon spells it with an E and it's still Devon. Yep. Bastard. Okay, um, in other news, I mean, we've pretty much run over most of the show with AEW full gear, but let's talk about Austin Fury because they pretty much did exactly what we said they should do last week, reinvent him right off the bat, and they did. And I think he won a lot of people over. He's garnered my attention. All I know is, again, uh, one of these things where I've seen some clips, and I'm like, what happened here? And I went doing investigating, and somebody's listening. Mm-hmm. That or or this was the plan all along, but I'm gonna go with they were listening. Yeah, they were listening. They, they were one of the uh, eighteen whatever thousand we had last week. Hey, there um, but people were starting to chant, "This is awesome!" during Fury's match, and then by the end of it, because he went batshit crazy on Dolph, they started booing him again. <laughs> well, hey, I mean that that was I think what was gonna happen. They're gonna they're going. I think they're it's slowly gonna be like a love thing. He's probably going to go nuts all the time, but people are going to eventually love him for it. Mm. I'm not going to say I am. I'm I'm glad they reinvented him. I'm going to let this play out, see where it goes, see how yeah. far this reinvention truly is, and go from there. But, I mean, good for him. I'm glad they pulled the trigger. Let's make it mean something. Yeah, um, and his promo backstage was great. Easily the best promo he's ever cut. It was full of fire and passion. I love it. Austin Theory um, was a super hot name coming into NXT when he did. And he also addressed the running gag that he was never going to be able to successfully cash in on Roman. So, fuck it. He went for the U.S. title, which, fair enough. Hey, you know, at least he's honest about it. Right, make your jokes, man, because you are <laughs> honest. But he, he had a good point. He was like, who, who was there when I went to cash in on Roman? The bloodline. Who was there when I tried to cash in at Clash at the Castle? Fucking um, Gypsy King. Oh, yeah, the Gypsy. Oh, yeah, fucking goddamn Tyson Fury. <laughs> that bastard. So, yeah, I am. I, I, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm keeping a close eye on Austin Fury and enjoying this development. Nice. Good for him. Uh, also, in WWE this week, we saw the um, in ring re debut of Mia Yim. Uh, not yeah. as reckoning. She did good. She. I mean, she was pretty much on and off the screen all night with the whole ongoing feud with all the women, basically. Um, she very much had a presence. Mia Yim has garnered great attention. I'm glad she's out of the faction, the stupid mask thing, the whole whatever. Um, I just, I, I, I'm just like, wow, good for her. I mean, she's back. Sarah Logan's back. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck, who else is going to show up? I mean, there's one spot left, I think. If they're going to do five on five. So I'm not sure how healthy Becky is, but I mean, she would obviously be a big pop to come back to finish the team. Huge pop. But that's got to happen next week. Hey, and they go home, right? It looks like Papa H ain't tripping about pulling the trigger week of kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he, if, he, if you could do it with theory, if she's healthy enough, you can do it with Becky. Yeah. Is it five? I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, Survivor Series are always found like. Let's say change the rules on me. 
the, 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 yeah, there's still a TBD on the face team. Damage control Good. is complete. We got all three of them, plus Nikki, plus Rhea Ripley. Um, so, yeah, we just need one more for Bianca, Alexa, Asker, and Mia Yim to team up with. So it's it's got to be Becky. Got to be Becky. Watch it be Charlotte. <laughs> oh, man. Right? Oh, my God. Shit. I went from super excited to, oh, for fuck's sake. To be like, all right, well, I guess I'm not watching this match. And as far as the men's war games matches, that's completely TBD versus TBD. We don't know any of that yet. And there's only like a week to go. Build it the day of, the day before. There we go. Build it on the pre-show. I'm just kidding. That's going to be a fast build. Come on, H. It's slacking, Jack. You're slacking. I've heard in that we got two singles matches, Ronda and Shotzi for the women's title and AJ versus Finn. Hey, okay. AJ and Finn, I'm going to like that one. If anything, I mean, they could have done a traditional Survivor Series match with that because we got the OC and the Judgment Day, but whatever. I, I mean, I guess you got two War Games matches. It's going to take up a lot of time. Yeah, a lot of time. Um, either way, I'm looking forward to Survivor Series too. It's yeah, nice. I- it is nice, right? To finally turn around and say, like, oh, no, man, we got pay-per-view, good pay-per-view to watch, good pay-per-view to watch. And it's just, it's, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan. We got to stop with the narrative shit. Yeah. Stop it. Just like um, wrestling. Survivor Series has always kind of been the runt of the, uh, the litter with WWE's big four pay-per-views, too, because you got Royal Rumble, obviously huge. WrestleMania, biggest show of the year. SummerSlam's always huge. Then you get to Survivor Series, and it's like, it's Raw versus SmackDown again, but it's not this year. It's, it's not. Thank War God. Games. War Games. Thank, thank you, Papa H. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Um, well, I mean, I guess there's five big pay-per-views now if you if you actually do want to count Money in the Bank, but apparently Triple H is scrapping that next year. Again, thank you, Papa H. Appreciate it. Put it Make back the on match WrestleMania. Mean something. Yeah, exactly. Make the match mean something. Fuck the pay-per-view. Yeah. Um. All right. Again, we're just shooting through other news this week, so that's pretty much it. Let's go. <laughs> Full gear took up so much time because TK booked 11 goddamn 11 matches. 11 goddamn matches. Son of a bitch, bro. Uh, so let's find out who is this week's geek. Pencil neck geek, gritty freak, scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. All right, you ready, guys, for the first time ever? This is ready for some history. This week's Geek of the Week is me. Why me? Because I fucking marked out like a fucking goddamn seven-year-old at a fucking candy store because of fucking Captain Insano. (laughs) Captain Insano. He's just no (laughs) mothy. I popped so hard for a guy I've shat on for fucking 20-something years. Okay, I'm like I was I was scrolling through all of wrestling this week. Who put their foot in their mouth? Who said something stupid? Who did so- nothing? Nobody. It was, it was shockingly a good week for people. Surprisingly, it was just it was this. It was one of those moments. So it in order to, I guess, have a, a nice stable week, I will gladly crown myself as a geek for marking the fuck out for the goddamn big show, a.k.a. Paul White. So and for those who did too, you too this week are honorary geeks. Wear the crown proudly. Captain Insano shows no mercy. Shows no mercy. 
Oh. I notice you uh, sweat a lot when you are resting. Or open up a can of whoop ass, as you would say. Are you an experienced experienced water boy? Didn't you say Chad don't like that movie? Yeah, I was just about to say, how, uh, how can you believe Chad. Chad hates this movie? Ah, you suck. How old are you, kid? 10? 12? I'm 35 years old, sir. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, I guarantee he's a virgin. <laughs> oh, fuck. How do you hate that movie? Come on. You got no funny bones in you. It's, it's Adam Sandler. You're not supposed to take it seriously. You take Adam Sandler seriously? I mean, Uncut Gems, maybe. I was going to say, like, that's the only one. Well, well what's the other one? Uh, yeah, he did another one on Netflix where he played it straight. No, 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 no. Not the Netflix one. What was the, uh, it was like that super serious one that had come out. Had a bunch of stars in it. It was like he was basically talking about his life as a stand-up comedian. It was, he was basically shitting on his own life. I forgot the name of the movie right now. Uh... Fucking shit. Ooh, wait a minute. It, uh, the one I'm thinking of? Something friend. I want to say something friends. I forget. But he's like, he. somebody works with him to become a writer and he's writing jokes for him. And he's just like, he's also going through, he's also has like cancer or whatever. You know, I got to fucking look this shit up real quick. But no, that was the other only other movie I've ever seen of Adam Sandler where he was serious. There's also Rain Over Me, which I haven't seen, but I know it's uh, a serious drama. But anyway, we're getting into Adam Sandler. I was about to say, we're getting into the wrong kind of territory. We'll go all fucking day, man. Because you got to respect Adam, Adam Sandler. You should. I don't understand why you wouldn't. He's, he was great. Come on now. He's, one of the, he's a fucking generational actor for us, for crying out loud. Oh, man, I didn't watch Hubie Halloween this year. Shit. Ah, oh, you're failing. That me. that became a tradition two years ago. <laughs> it's called funny people. Now I found it. Funny people. Um. All right. Let's move on to the bestler of the week. Yeah. Uh, I I it was very easy for me this week, and I don't think I could have made another choice. Um. We just talked about him reinventing himself after such a big downfall. Uh, stupid booking, which I guess now kind of makes sense. So to recover from that and also have a great match and completely change the way people look at you has to go to Austin Fury. Wow. Literally the, from the, the now to the best. Look. Yeah. Literally. I don't think we've ever had one. I'm sure. I think we've done the other way around. So he was a bestler from the geek, and not vice versa from the geek to the bestler. Because that's, I mean, hey, if that's the first time of all the goddamn people, all the goddamn people to be first time, Austin Theory. Because I'm I'm with you. I I remember having some guys that were bestler that all of a sudden turned into the geek, but I don't remember vice versa. Yeah, it may have been Sammy (laughs) Kapar. Nice. Um, I'm sh- or no, maybe maybe we haven't. Nice. I mean, there's been some flippy floppies, but not like back to back weeks. 
Nope. First time. Let's go. Good for you, Austin. Yeah, that, that's uh, that's how you bounce back. Checking all the boxes. Yeah, and the boxes I'm checking right now is Joe Gacy, Joe Gacy, Von Wagner, Von Wagner. <laughs> Lots of Von Wagner. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Geek of the Year is going to be fun at the Maxis. I can imagine. But uh, with that being said, we are two weeks away from promo series seven, Rise and Storm. And two weeks? No, we are one week. It's next week. One week, baby. One week. Next week week is promo series seven, Rise and Storm. I got confused because Survivor Series is still like a fucking week and a half away. Yeah. Um, We're going to be predicting Survivor Series war games. We're also going to crown the group MVP. Whether or not it's still going to be Travis remains to be seen. There has been a little more traffic from other people this past uh, 28 days ish um but also on the action side of things this show is loaded with the winner stays on gauntlet for the knowledge championship as the phoenix puts it all on the line in the name of tradition against beer key killer and your very own captain the line um, the was the the the, 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 the the line is stacked against my man Phoenix. I mean, each and every week I've been shitting on him, but you know what? He just might pull out the unstoppable, the unbeatable, the undeniable moves that he can because he's that damn good. Can Phoenix do it all? Or is he just human? I mean, he has become the, the uh, undisputed king of trivia since Mike retired. <laughs> That's true. That's true. He is the um, new freaking trivia machine. And, of course, if he does make it past Beer and Kenny, we don't know how well I'm going to do in trivia because it's not something I do. Nope. Well, we'll I don't, see. I don't it's compete for the knowledge titles. First time ever. Uh, also, speaking of Mike, he will be back to go one-on-one with DC Daniel Crimmins in a promo exhibition. It is, of course, a rematch from the Promo Slam 2020 pre-launch show. Um, but Mike wanted to come back. He wanted to talk some shit, and DC stepped up to defend the turf. Thank you, DC. Appreciate you. That's the gimmick right now. That's the question at hand. Are they going to bring their A game? Are they going to show up for real and put it on the line? Mike Larkin, you've been called out. DC, don't back down. Let's see how this goes. And don't forget, Mike, you have a six-minute time limit while DC has eight minutes. Restrictions. Restrictions because we got a lot to get through because there's also a TV triathlon for the television championship as Moses defends that beautiful belt against Cypher. First stage and the third stage will be promo. The middle stage will be trivia. To say that I am confident in my television title defense would be an absolute understatement. I'm walking in knowing I could beat a man not only in promos but in trivias. Ladies and gentlemen, my feet will be up for this one. Oh, Cypher, I hope you're bringing that fire with you. And, yeah, let's just bring all the gold to the jury. In the main event, of course, it is a triple threat cinematic battle royale. Mm. As Travis gets one more shot against my Max Wrestling World Championship. Historic, longest reigning World Championship. And, of course, also on, on the field is the lawyer, Chad Malcolm. Gold is on the line. All the fucking rules are by the sides. Lawyers by the side. We will see how this thing goes. I can only see it in one way. It's not as shiny as you think. I'll I'll give it to Chad. He can he can shine it up for me. 
There you go. <laughs> All this and more next week. Please do not miss it because I guarantee you it's going to be a show to remember. Uh, for more information, go to maxrafson.net slash promo series 7. We're playing with yourself. Get in there, Sam. And now, for stupid shit people say online, it's shit Max say. You guys piss me the fuck off. OMG, Kevin Nash. Who the hell told you tonight was open mic night, bitch? Tell me you did not just say that. WTF, thought he was dead, LOL. Names have been changed to protect their stupidity. Okay, who's not been oozy on TikTok? The oozy vibe on TikTok has gone just downhill. I swear to Lord, these people went from the oosiest to like nobody was. It was at the, everybody's nice and everybody's. And again, I told you I released, I released the dark side, or maybe it's my own fault. I don't know. Maybe I'm the negative one. Um, not gonna attack anybody in particular because I want to attack the entire wrestling community this week. I want to attack them because it's not simply because of what they say. It's because of simply how they are. And I think it is time to change the narrative. It's something that wants to be happening. Something's going around. Companies are getting good again. Companies are being watchable. We don't need to crap on the E because it's worth watching. We don't need to shit on AEW because it's worth watching. And you can go down the list. Impact. Hell, even MLW. You know, I wouldn't say NWA, but that's for a different story. So pretty much what I'm getting at is the wrestling community. We need to stop. We need to stop being so goddamn negative towards what we like. We understand that every everybody's going to be different, and they're all going to have different minds and different booking decisions and the whole everything. This narrative that AEW is worse than WWE or Impact is worse than AEW and da 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 because of injuries or because of that or because of this. The last time I checked, all these injuries that went down with AEW turn around and look at WWE. There's a lot of injuries on that side too, so it's not an unsafe working environment. It's the fact that professional wrestling is not ballet. It is hard. It is rough. It is tough. It means you are going to get hurt. You're going to take bumps, literally, and you're going to get bruises. So for this week, the marks are us, and we need to fix us. We need to stop the narrative, stop the side by siding. You can like you. You can have a favorite company. You can side with your company, but just like wrestling in general. Um, and as for me, uh, First up this week, we have Anonymous Chris. Your name is Chris. <sighs> Twitter never fails. <laughs> um, so somebody tweeted, remember when Logan Paul laughingly filmed a guy who killed himself? Anyway, WWE is giving him flowers right now in the blood money country. That's that's another story. The response was. <laughs> And we've lost most of this. Oh, fucking dick. <laughs> Would oh. you believe that's not even the shit Max Safe tweet this week? No, that, actually, I was like, that's a great one. That's just the OP. The reply is the shit Max say. Um, the reply was, remember when AEW mocked Shad Gaspard's death by having a mock drowning? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Somebody asked him to, you know, explain. He says, Shad lost his life saving his kid drowning in the ocean. And around the same time, AEW had MJF thrown in a pool and made to mock a drowning person. And I'm pretty sure, uh-huh. if I remember correctly, also had a match where they drowned Matt Hardy. Just a bit sus. Now, 
the episode in question where MJF got thrown in a pool and splashed around on Jericho's cruise aired four months before Shad died. I was about to say that was the cruise. Okay. <laughs> so I like, so that wasn't before Shad. So, I mean, that was before Shad. So, okay. So you couldn't have been outraged at the time because it hadn't happened yet. You fucking idiot. And, and as for Matt Hardy, um, that did happen relatively soon after, but I think it was pre-recorded, and like it was planned before anything happened with Shad, and also it was kind of Matt's gimmick to do the whole Lake of Reincarnation thing. Exactly. So, Chris, okay, well, I got, I got, I got one I want to throw in there because I, I think this happened around the same time. Didn't Akira Tozawa randomly sh- die in the water at the, around the same time when they were yeah. doing the ninja thing? Yeah. Oh, man, 2020 was awful. <laughs> Fucking brutal. In the bin. Get in the bin, Chris. And I don't actually have another mark this week. I've got more wise wisdom from anonymous Chris. Chris, still not anonymous. Um, This time... <laughs> I'm just going to read a conversation between him and somebody else. Um, he's beefing with Douglas. And, Uh-oh. man, this conversation should give you an insight into uh, anonymous Chris. Chris's reading level. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Doug, then Chris, then Doug, then Chris. Doug begins with, how am I mad? I thought we were conversing on Twitter. So, why even try come at me in the first place? You're hella mad. Stay mad, Cupcake. Doug, you engage with my post. Personal problem. You're talking to me, not the other way around. Chris, you came at me. Doug, gay. Also, Doug. Oh. Also, Doug. Cupcake. Chris. This is circa 1999. Gay. Chris. Fuck. You are? I always knew it. Doug, too late to steal my own means of defense now. You've exposed your gayest side. Chris, just admit you're gay, bro. It's okay. Doug, projecting again. Chris, you're so far in the back of the closet, bro, you found Narnia. Come out, it's 2022. Doug, that was a wardrobe, not a closet. Bitch, the same oh, thing. There's more. Chris, close the conversation with. Don't really care, bro. I like this Chris fella. <laughs> I like him. He's cool. That whole conversation stemmed from that first tweet. Of course it did, because people on Twitter are fucking (laughs) stupid. Oh, man. Chris, get in the bin and fucking stay there. Please and thank you. And, Doug, you can get in the bin, too, because... Right. Fucking A, right. You you can. It's 2022. You don't win an internet conversation with just calling somebody gay. Again, not 1999, dude. It's gay. They are marks, and that's the shit they say. It's gay. Man. All right, we're going to get the A to B of Retro Rewind in just a sec. So thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Here's the socials again. You can find us on the evil Twitter machine at Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512 and at SMRPodNet. Check out the website at MaxWrestling.net. And don't forget to hit the sub or the follow button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and all the socials. Now, for the A to B of the Retro Rewind. So listen up, you pencil neck geeks, because this is what Moses has for you this week. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. 
uh, tribal. Hold it on the retro for right now. Make sure you're following Match Wrestling on the TikTok. We're still on our way to 1,200 and above. Make sure you're getting it. I've been posting some stuff on there recently as of the AEW uh, from last night, and it's going to be going on through this week. Um, as of right now, retro is going to take the week off because we got full gear coming out, and then it's probably going to take a second week off for Survivor Series. What I mean by that is I will uh, be doing live stream for full gear. We will be on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash bigmo2425. Probably going to change that name here shortly. And then quite possibly, not too sure what you got. I mean, you guys were already talking about doing a stream for Survivor Series. So maybe we'll yeah. throw that guy up on Twitch as well. And we could be joined by the whole crew. Hell yeah. See how that thing goes. Um, and if these guys are interested, maybe we'll fucking jabber on it right afterwards. Give a quick little review podcast. We'll see where it goes from there. But I'm just going to give Retro the hiatus because of a busy couple of weekends. I want to cover them live. I want to get interactive with people because here's the great news. Starting December, I want to give an exact date here. So I want to be nice and, and, and super smart. Starting November, I'm sorry, December the 9th. Friday, December the 9th, I will be streaming weekly. Once a week, probably two times a week. It's going to start at once a week right now. It's going to be Friday nights. I will be streaming Friday nights pretty much during the hours of Rampage. Sorry. But uh, we will be watching Rampage for the first hour and then playing some video games. Probably going to be some Call of Duty. Maybe something like uh, for the more boring people out there in my CS field, some PC Builder Simulator and uh, some whatever stuff in between. So we'll see. We'll go from there. So again, retro off for a couple weeks. Make sure you're following twitch.tv forward slash bigmo2425. And we'll catch you on the weekend. All right. Um, and speaking of, I want to give you guys an exact date, too, for Max Wrestling Reloaded. The first episode, which will be uh, the reproduced episode of the first ever episode of Max Wrestling, nice. will air on my birthday, December 5th. Mm-hmm. And... Hopefully on Mondays going forward. Let's go. Um, I'm not necessarily going to re-edit and reproduce every single Max episode in order. I'm, I might I might skip a couple here and there, but it's uh, it's going to be the best episodes. But I got to start with the beginning. They always got to start with the beginning. And with that said, join us next week for I don't need to say it again. Promo Series Seven: Rising Storm. Next week, return of the winner stays on Gauntlet for the knowledge title. DC versus Mike Larkin, Cypher versus Moses in the first ever TV triathlon, and an absolutely unmissable triple threat cinematic match for the world title. Do not miss promo series next week. You've been watching the Kappa Mo. Goodbye. And good night. Don't miss next week. You're about to see me win a triathlon without putting my feet on the ground. You have one unheard message. Sent yesterday at 7.15 p.m. Hey, Corey. It's Captain. Um, just checking you're okay. Uh, haven't heard from you since, for a few weeks now, you know, since, like, Travis, uh, sent that video of you outside his house and stuff, but, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, just checking that you're okay. Wanted to wish you luck in your TV title match next week. So, um, you know, get in touch when you can. We got some jury business to take care of, dude. Talk to you soon. Message deleted.
one week to go before promo series seven rise and storm one week before travis walker anderson gets his final shot at the world championship and you can ask where is the world championship it's not over my shoulder right now well don't worry about that my lawyer is shining it up for next week i mean wouldn't want to show up with a dirty looking title now would we but travis walker anderson it's dawned on me that it's ironic, really, that you're going for my world title one last time at Promo Series, the very same event where the Promo Championship was born in 2018. And what happened to that Promo Championship? You were the last person to hold it, and now, now it's defunct. Now it's gone. Now it's dead. And I'll be damned if you do the same thing to the World Championship. See, Travis, I've already beat you once this year. Promo slamming, yeah, I beat you by forfeit. And I can't believe I'm about to quote this stupid fucking franchise, but it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning is winning. So promo series, you better bring more than you brought a promo slam. Because this captain is not going down with this ship. At promo series Rise and Storm, I'm bringing the storm. I've weathered the storm. I'm riding straight through the storm. So when you step on my land, just remember one thing. House of Ashes was built on the foundations that I laid. It's time to face your jury. And Mo, don't you forget either, because Cypher's coming for your TV title. See you both next week.